On Second Shot, we cover two new stories every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And at the heart of every one of these stories are people, just like you and me, who've had to overcome incredible odds, to face the greatest challenges, to struggle and fight back. But now, we're changing it up. In these episodes, we're skipping the headlines and going straight to the people that inspire us to grow, to be bold, seek change, and act courageously when the rest of the world may not. A second look, a second chance, a second shot. This is Second Shot Sit-Downs with your host, Jenny Anchando. Hello, everybody. I am so excited about today's guest. I'm Jenny Anchando, and the woman of the hour who is here to really just share her second shot and, and impart some wisdom and just be generous with sharing her story and kind of how she got to where she is, is Jamie Kern Lima, who is the founder of It Cosmetics. Yes, that It Cosmetics that you probably wear and know about and have heard about. Uh, it, you know, it grew to be a billion dollar company. She is also the author of Believe It, which is part of what we're going to be talking about today. She also happens to be a friend of mine, a former colleague. We have known each other for years and years and years. So joining us from Los Angeles is Jamie Kern Lima. Hi, Jamie. Hello. Hi, Jenny. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. How are you doing? You must be so exhausted from, first of all, just <laughs> Oh my God, there's all the things. Getting the book done, starting the launch, doing a billion interviews, are you doing okay? Yeah, I'm so fired up, to be honest. <laughs> I think that, you know, it's been such a journey. I love Second Shot, by the way, the whole idea oh, about it. Thank and, you. you know, for me, um, yeah, you and I met together, right, as journalists. And I thought I would do that my whole career. It was my dream job. And and um, I had this moment where I think so many of us can connect with this, where it's like sometimes knowing when to let go of a dream is as important as knowing when to go after one. And mm -hmm. I kind of went after a whole different second shot, so to speak. Yes. And uh, it's been a crazy journey and a wild rejection filled, all the stuff journey. And so this is the first time I've, I'm ever sharing it. So I'm just really excited because I hope every person out there on their own journey of learning how to believe in themselves and trust themselves and know they're enough. I hope they'll connect with the stories and lessons in the book. So thank you. Well, that's the truth, Jamie. I mean, so many people I mean, the truth is so many people want to do what you did. Like they may be doing mm. something and they, they think, I think this is my dream. I'm not sure I want to take that next step. And to be honest with you, I, I can imagine it had to have been even harder for you because some people, they get rejected on the first thing. So then it's easy to try the second thing. You were very successful as a journalist. I mean, like you guys, Jamie had been on reality TV. She had been Miss Washington. She had done all of these things. You, you really like rose through the ranks in journalism. So. I am dying to know, I don't, even, I don't even know this personally, what made you decide to say, okay, I'm gonna leave what by all accounts is a very successful journalism career to go start something that, I mean, listen, like a lot of people start cosmetics companies and they don't always, you know, they don't always build to become a billion dollar company. So what made you decide yeah. to make that leap? Yeah, and it's even harder when you do, like so many people right now might be in in creating something or launching something, whatever, and it's not getting traction, mm -hmm. right? Or, or they're hearing no over and over. And, you know, when I took that leap, Jenny, like I didn't know it would be three years 
of hearing no from mm. every beauty beauty retailer that I loved. It would be three years before I could afford to pay myself. It was <laughs> really hard. Um, but how I made that decision uh, is, and, and by the way, I have done so many things wrong and made so many mistakes. I talk about all those in the book, Believe It Too. But one of the things I actually did right was I, I really learned how to get still and how to hear that gut feeling, like that internal knowing. Uh, that tells us if we're in the right place, right? I believe every person has this. I believe every person watching you right now, like sitting, you know, wherever they're at in their living room or wherever, if we all check in with that internal knowing, we all kind of know, like deep down inside, am I in the right job? Am I in the right relationship? <laughs> Is this friendship good for me? Like we, we have that knowing. And I feel like so many of us, we get so busy in life and we have all of our own self-doubt and then we have you know our friends and family who love us often but they're telling us like are you sure you should take this risk or take this jump or are you qualified or are you sure you should quit your job like all those things right yes. all of a sudden we have so much noise we don't even hear our own gut anymore and when I was working as a journalist um I, you know, I, I thought I was in a season of setback because I started getting rosacea, which is a hereditary skin condition. It's bright red. It's super bumpy. And my cheeks feel like sandpaper on most days. And uh, I'd be anchoring the news live and I would hear it in my earpiece and the producer, there's something on your face. There's something on your face. Can you wipe it off? Can you wipe it off. Well, I'd be live in the broadcast. And I knew oh. there wasn't anything I could wipe off. It's just the makeup wasn't working. And so I thought I was in my dream job <laughs> and I thought I was going through this season of setback because I would go to dermatologists and they would say, there's no cure for rosacea. You could try, you know, this prescription and this and that, and nothing would work for me. Uh, and I tried every makeup product out there and nothing would cover without being like a thick mask. Right. And I had this uh, season of self-doubt where I thought like, am I going to get fired? Am I going to lose viewers? All the things. And, uh, I didn't realize, and I think this is something that's so true. I think Joel Osteen says this best actually, where so many times our setbacks, in life, even when we, when we don't see them at the time, are really our setups, mm -hmm. like for part of our calling or our purpose or our journey. And and so I was in a season of setback, but I felt like, oh my gosh, I don't know anything about the beauty industry. I have no connections and close to no money. But if I can figure out <laughs> how to create a product that works, it could help a lot of people. And and every time it like didn't make sense in my head when uh -huh. I would check in with my gut, I just had this feeling I'm supposed to do it, I'm supposed to let go of a dream and go after a new one. Uh, and because I chose to trust myself, which is one of the hardest things for all of us to do in life, uh -huh. like it, it made like the whole different journey opened up. So uh, we have to go back to that. So you guys, like we have to hear that when somebody says, because I chose to trust myself. Because I chose to trust myself. We go, we, we Google everything. We look everywhere. We look to everybody. Everybody's feedback. Tell me, review me. <laughs> and so like what Jamie's saying is the, the big idea, the big solution, which ultimately, you know, she created, <laughs> if you guys don't know already, if you haven't figured out the story, she created her own solution in her skincare and her beauty line, which was successful for her and for so many other people. But it's just interesting to hear like you checked back in with the gut because I do think we look externally so often when <laughs> the answers are just like right here. 
Yeah. And it's easy to do. And the thing that I think is, you know, really why I wrote this book is, you know, when you Google my story, it's like, oh, Denny's waitress created a billion dollar company. It makes I, it seem like it's easy, it right? It makes it seem like it and was so literally every, overnight. It makes it seem like one yeah. day you just popped up on QVC and everyone just bought all the things. Yeah. And the, and the problem with that is then when people are in their own struggles and they're starting their own dreams, they feel like they're alone in their own rejections and okay. their own setback and in their own not enoughness. And so I just realized, oh my gosh, I think that if I really share, you know, the stories behind the stories, um, I feel like that's how we all realize, oh, we're in this together. Cause we don't see this on social media. We see everyone's highlight reel, but you know, my journey was, was so hard. It was, it was three years yeah, of my gut telling me this is right. And all the experts saying, you're not the right fit. You're not going to, you're not right for the beauty industry. Can you speak to that? I would love to hear, not that, not that we want to point out somebody's flaws, right? But can you, can you point, you know, take us through some of those early years, some of those rejections again, so that people who are in that space right now know that like everyone else has been there too. So some of the no's and some of the difficulty, for example, in getting on some of those shopping networks and things like that. Yeah, and it was so many. Thank you for asking that because, you know, again, people don't really share this stuff, mm-hmm. right? And and it's just so important that that we learn to he- listen to our gut instead of the people telling us no. Um, there are so many, Jenny. Two two that stand out. Uh, we were a couple years into our business, and, and I had been sending our products to all the beauty stores that I love so much, and all of the department stores, and they were all saying no. And we finally got a call from an investor uh, who uh, heads a big private equity company. They've invested in a ton of a ton of products that we all buy at the grocery stores and mm-hmm. stuff that are big household names. And and I was like, oh my gosh, if they invest in my company, because we we got down to under a thousand dollars in our bank account after not being able to pay ourselves for a few years, and that was our personal and company. Didn't right? Know how we're gonna make it? And uh, they really loved our product, and so I was like, oh my gosh. If they invest, A, I'm not going to go bankrupt, and B, um, they'll maybe be able to use their leverage to get us into retailers. And I was so excited, and we did meeting after meeting after meeting, and it came down to the final meeting, and we flew in for this, and the head guy was standing about three feet from me in person, and he said, it's a no, we're going to pass on investing in cosmetics. And I was so used to hearing no, uh, it still hurt, but I said, okay, can you tell me why? And he goes, do you want me to be really honest with you? I go, yes, please. And he said, I just don't think women will buy makeup from someone who looks like you with your body and your weight. What? And, and when he said this, yeah, I, I remember literally feeling like a lifetime of body doubt and self-doubt oh. like flood my body. I remember watching the words come out and I remember two things. Well, first going out to my car and crying and of all course. this. But I, I actually just remember in this moment this deep, deep gut feeling that he's wrong. And I also remember, I actually didn't even get mad at him. What I realized is, wow, because see, when, when I created the company, I had this dream of using real women of all ages and shapes and sizes. So he and wasn't the proper. right alignment anyway. Like he that would have never worked. And, totally. And on top of it, I was like, oh my gosh, because I had this dream of shifting how we see images in the Which beauty industry. Because, mm-hmm. Right? Because no one, I realized by getting rosacea that my whole life I've never seen, like I couldn't find products that work. And I realized, oh, all the ads I've seen my whole life, I never see someone with rosacea or any, you know, so they don't I don't use those to, models. Yeah. 
Exactly. And so, you know, no wonder none of the products work. And so I was like, okay, well, if I can create a product that works, let me create it also a brand that shows every type of model. And, and so him saying, him passing on investing in my company was actually just fuel for me realizing, wow, he, he doesn't believe I can make him money because of my weight. He is just as much uh, impacted by a lifetime of images seen in the beauty industry too. And I never got mad at him. It just actually gave me fuel mm -hmm. um, to keep going and doing what I was doing. And fast forward six years, when we had millions of customers and uh, L'Oreal acquired our company for over a billion dollars and it was in the it was in the headlines everywhere. They released, L'Oreal released that <laughs> Oh yeah, that was huge. Um, <laughs> and that day I got an email from him uh, and he said, uh, congratulations, and I hadn't heard from him in six years. Oh, and he wow. said, congratulations, I'm so happy for you. I was wrong. Uh, oh. And I learned it would have been the most successful investment in this firm's history. So my whole point is, uh, Every one of us is going to have moments in life where someone tells us, you're not enough, you're not the right fit, I don't believe in you. And those are the moments where we literally need to look our fear straight in the eye, know our faith is bigger than it, and we need to not give up, not be knocked down, but like check in with that knowing inside, the one that tells us, okay, you're supposed to keep going. And if our knowing, our gut tells us, that's what we need to put on a pedestal, not somebody else's opinion or someone else who doesn't believe in us. Jamie, that's so interesting. And I think the obvious point you bring home is about, about moving forward. But the other component that I think, business or not, like just relational tool that you explained was the ability to look at somebody and like, oh my gosh, this guy's a victim of what we're all a victim of. And, and having, it was almost like you had an empathetic heart for for him too, instead of a spiteful, like, I'm gonna show you. It was more like, oh my gosh, he is seeing the same ads that the rest of us are seeing, which is why we never see, um, you know, women that, <laughs> that look like women in um, yeah. in advertising. And you really did, I mean, that gosh, that's like, a, that's like a whole nother interview too, the way that you revolutionized the way that we um, see, can, can actually see ourselves on TV ads and, and in advertising and stuff. So I love the way that you Explain that. Um, when you were, I was just thinking back to your beautiful wedding at the Space Needle. Um, oh my gosh, so romantic. You and Paula, this just beautiful celebration. When you think back to like Jamie then, did you ever imagine that your life would be what it is today? <sighs> when I think back to that moment, I didn't know I would I would create a beauty company, that's for sure. And even when I think back to like my days working as a Denny's waitress, I think that I've always had a feeling and 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 I'd be so curious, Jenny, if you've had this too um, and, and all of your viewers, it's like sometimes we have this feeling inside, deep inside that we, we know we have more, mm -hmm. like we're created for more, whether it's to create more or give more or, or share or inspire, all those things, right? And I always kind of had this feeling that there was more inside of me to give, uh, uh, and I didn't know what that was. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, you know, um, I think that so many of us, what happens, uh, and another reason really why I wrote Believe It is I think so many of us know deep down inside, right, that that we have that, that, that 
in order to, to one day become the person we're born to be, um, there's parts inside of us that we still have to create. It might even just be starting to paint again or starting to write, write the book yes. or, or, or launch the show. Like a lot of us know we have that in us, um, but we sort of like start to get in our comfort zone, which I believe when we stay in our comfort zone, it chips away at our soul, mm-hmm. but it's so easy because we get so busy And again, we hear everyone else's opinion around us. And, you know, we have all of our friends and family that are worried about us, especially those of us that have big dreams. They get worried about (laughs) us because they see them through the lens of their own fear. Right. And so like, they love us, but in this other way. And we end up talking ourselves out of our own truth. Like we end up never actually becoming the person we're born to be. And I think that that to me, um, is the saddest thing. And I don't think that, I don't think the victory is, oh, let me have a successful business. I think the victory is, am I listening to my truth and am I willing to trust it and go on that journey? That's the thing that's harder, Jamie, about people, you know, right now versus even just when we started our careers was, I think we had the gift of non-comparison to, um, like, I didn't see everybody's life play out in a grid. I feel like I kind of did what I wanted to do. Of course, of course, you know, humans in general, we, I think, are prone to comparison and have to just have an awareness about it. But, but right now, people see all these other dreams playing out. So um, I guess yeah. the, the, the question is, how do you stay focused and, and learn, like, what it is? If you're believing it, what is it? How do you figure out, yeah. um, you know, what your life's purpose is? Yes. Okay. I, I love this so much because so many people are, are so impacted by comparison now, right? Mm-hmm. And to your point, Jenny, our world is so different. And, and, and even the younger generation, right? In two seconds, we see a grid on social media and we think, oh, that's not happening in my mm-hmm. life or I'm not enough or maybe I need to shift who I am to try to have success like them or we have all of these thoughts. And you know, uh, one of the, the biggest blessings and gifts I ever, and lessons I learned through through literally sheerly experiencing it. Um, when we finally got a chance on QVC, and this was after three years of rejection, uh, it's a long story. I shared the whole thing in the book, and and so I'll save I'll save it for for that. But but after we eventually launched on QVC, and I started going live on television uh, hundreds of times a year for over eight years. Overnight, um, early mornings, 24 <laughs> seven. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I got to meet thousands and thousands of other brand founders and entrepreneurs. And here's the thing, I learned that most of them only made it like one show and then never came back, right? And most were, it was really hard to ever make it. And after years of seeing thousands of people and going, what is that commonality with the ones, the very few that actually make it and build a company that lasts and have a dream that lasts? And I realized one thing, okay, just to share. And this healed me. This healed me from comparison. And I hope that it's of service to everyone in your community. But, you know, when you look at all the research, right, all the researchers show that it's impossible to have a, a connection with another human being unless you show up 100% authentically you. It's just impossible. Right. And so whether it's a customer or a relationship or our partner or a friendship, if we show up as our representative or if we show up similar to how someone else looks like they're showing up online, mm-hmm. we literally rob ourselves 
of the ability to have an authentic connection with someone else. And for people building a business or building an online community or building a following on television or a following online, if they want to have an authentic connection with their with their customers and build it, they literally have to show up as that authentically, which when we get this lesson, it's the most freeing thing in the world. Because if we try to hide that we just um, dumped our smoothie all over our lap and didn't shower today, and we try to hide <laughs> all these parts, all we're doing is creating a barrier of disconnection, which actually prevents us from building the community, from uh, uh, building the company, from all, from building the viewership, right? And I saw this play out before my eyes. I saw tens of thousands of, of brand founders and companies on QVC and the very few that made it over the years and literally continue to build their, their businesses. When I look at what's that commonality, it's literally none of them are similar. It's that they're the same person on air when they're talking and selling their product as they are in the green room, like oh, for better or worse, right? right? They're, none of them have the same uh, background or same uh, personality type or education or anything at all. None of that seemed to matter. It was the people that were literally just the way they are for better or worse and quirky and crazy or calm and introverted, whatever it was, the ones that were the same in real life in the green room behind the scenes and no one's watching as they are on television. Those are the ones that to this day continue <laughs> to get thousands and thousands of shows because you can't fake authenticity. And I think when we fully get that lesson and fully embrace it, it's the most freeing thing in the world because we realize, oh, that person showing up on their Instagram and it looks like this is actually completely irrelevant mm. to my own power mm. and, and my own ability to build and to step into like the person that I'm called to be. Oh my gosh, that's such a golden nugget. And what a relief, you guys, everybody take like a big sigh of relief because what she's saying is the answer is you. It's already there. <laughs> like it's already there. You don't have to stay up looking at everybody else. That That's a beautiful uh, way to explain it. And I do think it's a relief. Like what a relief that we are loved as we are if we can let that person out. Like if we can actually yeah. be it, that's the that's yeah. the thing that's loved. Um, oh my gosh, I have 10,000 questions for you, but one thing that I wanted to make sure to get to before we ran out of time um, is something that we actually have not really covered either on CW, on the TV show, or within Second Shot is, is an adoption story. And, um, you know, when I was thinking about Second Shots with you, I think there, there are a lot that come to mind, um, but one that I think is particularly interesting and relatable for a lot of people is your story of, of being adopted and, and, and finding out about that and then um, and, and finding yourself. And I'm curious if any of that helped to expedite Jamie finding Jamie and, and who you are. Yeah, I mean, I went through such a surprise journey. Um, for anyone in your in your audience listening right now who's gone through their own situation where somebody in your family or loved ones or your partner or someone just like literally pulled out the rug from underneath mm -hmm. you and made you question everything you thought was true um i went through a big journey with that and uh, and i share a lot about like how i handled it and uh, how I healed from a lot of it too. But yeah, in my late twenties, uh, I found out by total surprise, by total accident, uh, that I was adopted. And this was 
wild because uh, my mom who raised me was the closest person to me in my life. So mm-hmm. sometimes when we think we know someone else and we think we know who we are and where we come from uh, and then the rugs pulled out from underneath us, it can be, it can be wild. So I went on a really long journey uh, Another journey filled with tons of rejection, Jenny, of call, trying to find right. my birth mom over a number of years and calling thousands of women and getting hung up on and this whole thing. Um, and yeah, it, it was a really wild journey. And I think that learning the power also of forgiveness, um, which is so hard. But, you know, there's there's famous sayings that talk about how if we don't forgive another person, which doesn't mean what, what they did is OK. But mm-hmm. if we don't forgive another person, uh, I think the famous saying is it's like it's like us drinking the poison and hoping that, like, for some reason it hurts them. Yes, you know what I mean? It is. It is and, yes, that is the, the analogy. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I had some big, big lessons that I share in the book around that. And then in my in my own journey of adopt of, of going into adoption and surrogacy and and struggling to have a baby mm-hmm. for 10 years and and learning just powerful lessons that life isn't meant to do alone. I kind of live my whole life as like a, a lone wolf and thinking like independence was a badge of honor and I don't need anyone else to show up for me. And and then when I couldn't actually have my own baby after a decade of of trying um, and and had this experience with another woman who's now such a dear friend, but mm-hmm. um, who helped you know help me have a baby and her whole family. She has five kids of her own. I talk about that journey of learning that like life isn't meant to do alone. And and for me, my own uh, what I thought was a badge of honor of oh I'm the lone wolf. I got this, and you know I'm independent. I actually realized that a lot of times. Uh, it's not a badge of honor. It can, in my case, it came from a deep-seated fear that I wasn't worthy of other people showing up for me. Oh my gosh, and I relate to that ten thousand percent, Jamie. I'm sure so many people <laughs> listening and watching do too. So how do we get over that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so important. And yeah, and I yeah. talk about like my journey to to getting over it and to realizing that you know it, this. It's so funny because I think a lot of people at first glance will think it's a book about oh, how did you create a billion-dollar business, but Really, it's at the heart and soul. This is a book about a girl who went from not believing in herself to, to, to believing in herself and not trusting herself to trusting and, and doubting I'm enough to knowing I'm enough. And I know that the story is the story of so many other people out there right now. Um, and that's really why I wrote it is to share like, okay, here's how I got through these things. Here's what I did wrong. Here's what I did right. Here's the big epiphanies. Because Jenny, if I can save other people, uh, even one night crying themselves to sleep <laughs> <laughs> that I went through, it is all it's all worth it because we're all in this together. Yes, yes. And then you mentioned Wonder and Wilder. How how are they? How is motherhood? How is that journey going for you? I have been CEO of a billion dollar business and I have been a mom and I can say being a mom is harder (laughs) and more fulfilling. Harder and more fulfilling both, for sure. Um, uh, Parents are superheroes uh, and it's it's the best thing. Yeah, I feel so blessed. Yeah, we had our daughter Wonder is uh, almost three, uh, a little over two and a half, and then we have a son Wilder, and um, it's been it's been a blessing. It was a ten year journey of infertility and mm. all the things, and um, you know anyone going through that knows how uh, how much of a roller coaster it can be, and and so. Um, and then you know, we, we went through the surrogacy process, and uh, which I had no idea what to expect in that journey. And um, how was so that I process? Shared. You said you're yeah. close with her now. 
Yeah. Oh, so close. I feel like uh, okay. she's a real life angel and she has five kids of her own. And uh, our surrogate, we, she always said that she felt called because she loves being pregnant and she wow. felt called her life to help another family who couldn't. And so when she decided it was the right time in her life to do it, um, I prayed like crazy and I was scared uh, to do it. I think that anytime you know, especially me being a lone wolf, and you'll be able, you'll, you'll yeah, understand this totally as you just it. shared, too, Jenny, um, and maybe some of your viewers can relate to this. But you know, we we often can't do it all alone, and I learned I learned that the hard way, but in the most beautiful way. And I, I learned uh, my experience was so much more beautiful because I didn't you know just go through a pregnancy together with another person, but I learned that life life is so much more beautiful um, when we trust that. You know, we, we trust that it's not meant to do alone. And when we trust that we're worth other people showing up for as well and, and us showing up for them. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's a whole bunch of it, stuff. It sounds like it was a gift <laughs> for her too. You know, she was she was fulfilling part of her calling as a woman who loves oh. to be able to, to be pregnant. And, and we all had that need to be needed. So, so you both, it sounds like, helped each other. And I'm sure that the book goes more into that. Um, Jamie, you are, I am just... I could not be more happy for your success. And I think I told you this before, I still have my very first It Cosmetics um, products from like the very first release when, I mean, this had to have been 15 years ago. Um, and I've kept them as, you know, just watching you from afar and cheering you on from afar. And I just, I'm so glad that this book is out there so people can learn about the journey and learn from you. It, it, it could be that, you know, I know you've impacted a lot of people over the years, but this, this piece of work is probably going to be the thing that really, really changes hearts and, and, and lives. So I'm, I'm glad that you put it out there. I also know that you have um, just kind of a week of opportunities for people to get involved, promotional, et cetera. So l let us in on that so everybody can get connected with you and get involved. Oh, thank you, Jenny. Yeah, this is such an amazing week. Thank you for letting me celebrate it together with you too and everyone. And so, yeah, um, we're doing a big, big launch celebration. Uh, so the book is um, called Believe It. And we're doing a big thing where if anyone picks it up from anywhere it's sold. So it's all the places. Uh, uh, Target and Amazon and Barnes and Noble, all the independent bookstores. Um, if you grab Believe It anywhere it's sold, and then if you go to believeit.com, um, so the book's called Believe It, and then the website's <laughs> believeit.com, and there's lots of free stuff. Um, it's all free, so if you just go there and enter your order number from wherever you grabbed it from, uh, there's a course I did called Becoming Unstoppable, How to Overcome the Things Holding You Back. And uh, also there's a 95 plus, uh, plus page workbook that teaches you like how do you implement all the lessons from the stories in the book into your real life. So all that stuff's for free. It's like a big launch celebration for any one of your viewers oh. who wants to check it out and get lots of fun stuff. And I also want to say one thing before I forget, Jenny, which is it is my honor to have known you now so many years and to have an experience with you when we were both rookies in oh. journalism and to see how authentically you champion other women and how kind you are and how beautiful your heart is. And that is my greatest honor. So for me, um, I just want to say thank you to you because there's a lot of people out there that talk about these things. but. You're someone who lives them in real life. And so I just want to share that and tell you thank you on oh. behalf of not just women everywhere, but people everywhere. Oh, Jamie, that's so meaningful to me. This um, 
Gosh, that really means a lot. I am so, I'm so thankful for my job, right? I saw you not too long ago where I said, I don't know what's going to happen with my life. Like, what is, you know, what is going to happen? And so it's sort of, you know, I've just kind of been on that same journey in discovering what is it that you want to do and, and sharing stories like yours or it's exactly what I want to be doing. So thank you so much, you guys. And I can tell you, listen, uh, we interview, <laughs> we have a lot of people on here. I don't always get the chance to have vetted them for 15 years. But with Jamie, I, I've known her for a long time, and I can tell you the person that that she uh, is right now is the same person she was all those years ago, and that's sort of the secret sauce, right? That's sort of the secret sauce, and that's what she's sharing in the book. So I'll remind you again, the website, it is believeit.com. The book is Believe It, and she's got all the, you know, the fun celebration and the printables and the course and everything like that. So we will post the link on our website, cw33.com, and I will also link it up in the show notes. Don't forget you can catch us Thursdays here on CW, uh, 10 to 11 a.m. and then always at secondshotpodcast.com. Talk to you soon.